everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is March 31st, 2021. I'm going to lie to you, Dave. I'm yeah. rattled tonight. Me too. Well, I blame you. Okay. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I guarantee don't... I've had a worse day than you. Well, my day today has just been, and listen, I know a lot of you are out there for us when we need it. Today's a day of recovery, and I'll quickly explain why. Last night, every now and then, it's kind of like when you're at the deli and they call your number, right? Yeah. 37. <laughs> well, last... Where did you pull 37 from? <laughs> last night, my number got called. And what did I do? But I spent the, uh, went to dinner with the lovely and talented Katie Temple. Sounds nice. Exactly. Now, Katie, Brownman, myself, a couple other friends, one of our favorite hangouts is New News on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. New News is great. So that was the meeting place. But for whatever reason, New News was closed last night. Now, Temple, as she always does, looks amazing. So I'm happy to see her. I haven't seen her since uh, whenever Julie was in town. December. yeah. Right around uh, New here. Year's. Yeah. Christmas, New Year's. Yeah, right when they were in the garage. And uh, so they're not open. Goddamn, Dave, if she doesn't get on the phone and call Barrio Star, which is about three blocks south, and say, hey, listen, we're coming down there. We need a tabletop for two. Yeah. Somewhere where we can see the game. And you know how you can kind of hear the phone through somebody's phone? You can kind of hear it? Yeah. Basically, I hear the guy say, I'm running two people out of here right now. Give me a second to sanitize the table. And you guys are covered. And I'm thinking to myself, if I call that, if I try yeah. to make the call, they're like, who the fuck are you? Exactly. Get out of here. So I'm like, God damn, this is great. I'm with a power-wielding machine in Katie Temple. And not 20 seconds later, she goes, hey, got to tell you, podcast is really sounding good. Cool. Uh, yeah. But she goes, I tell you what, I don't want to hear any more would you bang Brenda Vaccaro shit. We've never, ever said that. Don't tell us how to do the show. <laughs> no more. You don't need it, she said. Oh, okay. You don't need to ask yourself, would you bang Gaga or Betty White? Who would you rather do? Now I'm right there in the middle of Fifth Avenue, and I've just been gelded. God, I had a, I, you tell I, her you don't pick the questions. They're just random questions. I know, but I think there's times when I've blurted out, you know, how old is she and how much is she worth? Yes. Uh, I'll use my example. Brenda Vaccaro. <laughs> I don't know. She's 71. Hey, would you bang Brenda Vaccaro? God, that voice. I don't know. Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> yeah, I probably would. Katie has said, kibosh that part of the show. Why? That's what guys think. I know. That's what I thought. I'm just telling you. Now we Come make. On, hold on. Does she understand every guy, when they see a girl, they make that judgment in their head? Would you, would you not? They don't even try and do it. It just yeah. happens. We've been doing it since we learned how to walk. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, it's kind of like I said to her last night. Any guy is just like, well, I know that girl's in. So now it's up to me. Yeah, that's exactly right. Right. Like, every guy thinks that way. The, like, the sad thing is every girl decides within 10 seconds if yeah, they're going to no sleep chance. with that guy. And, and they, they know. I mean, yeah. it's like it's going to happen, not going to happen. Every guy thinks that they control it, but they don't. Well, that's why I told her. I said, 
you know, it's not like Gaga or even fucking Brenda Vaccaro. Yeah. Is sitting at home and her friends are like, hey, you want to go see a play? Uh, Dave or Jeff might call. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Brenda, it's been 19 years. And tonight might be the night. Bring your cell phone. They don't want to talk to me on a cell phone. That's what I said to her. I go, yeah, it's pretty dumb, but it makes us laugh every time. Yeah. Now we get to Barrio Star and we walk in. And son of a bitch, Dave, this must have been what it was like in the 80s. For the Brat Pack to walk into Spago. Because <laughs> who's right to the first table to the right as we walk in? To the right. If I'd been paying attention, I'd go smacked him right on his bald head. The great Mark Grant and his family. No way. Awesome. Got to see Mark. Got to see his daughter, Alexis, Andrew, his wife, Mary. Just out having a family dinner with tomorrow being opening day. Love the Grant family. Yeah. So I will say this. Without going into great detail, have you, have you been told stories ever in public where you laugh so hard where you're like, holy shit? Oh, yeah. I would like at some point within the next, I don't know, she shows up here like every two years. I hope Katie will come in and I'll tell you off the air, but out of respect to her, I won't tell it. <laughs> she told me a story that struck me so funny that, dude, I was like crying in Barrio Star. And it's just basically, every woman could do it. You know, if there was a podcast, if we ever developed a podcast network, yeah, and you brought in another show, I tell you the show that would blow this show away the first night would be if we just had rotating female hosts came in that told bad date stories or, or stories of just guys that overplayed their hand and thought they were doing like the alpha move. Yeah. And then the female was just like, all right. Well, see you later. <laughs> it was something along those lines. And goddamn, Dave, it struck me so funny. It was great. So I can't guarantee, Katie, yeah. that we will not continue. Because I, I swear to God, if Angie Dickinson's name comes in, she's my kryptonite. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Fuck. I'm recovering from a worldwide pandemic. <laughs> I almost died. I've been on Lexapro over the years. I mean, Jesus Christ, how much does a guy have to go through? My weakness is Angie Dickinson. So that was it, Dave. I got oh scolded God. in the middle of Fifth Avenue. And like I often do, yeah. I immediately just blamed you. Hey! <laughs> that's, that's 100% that's fine. He's in a midlife crisis. I'll take it. It's fine. So my mother is the one that sits there and criticizes me. She doesn't listen to this fucking show. What's her problem? You don't need all the cussing. Way too much cussing. Hey, do me a favor, and maybe you come down out of the ivory tower, okay? <laughs> Take the steps. We right. don't need you to hurt yourself. What happened to you today? Oh, my God, dude. So we've had, last week, we started high school baseball. Okay? Yes. And it's so great to get the kids back on the field and everything else. And so we uh, we start off with a, our first win against Cathedral. It's game one. And we're going, this was big. You know, Cathedral. What do you is, think the. Uh, go ahead. Just one quick question about Cathedral, because yeah. that's a great win for you guys. It was. It was huge for us. What do you think the combined salary is of the kids playing at Cathedral? Oh, you aren't kidding. Right? You aren't kidding. Those, come on. Give me a break. They're all getting, <laughs> are they all on scholarship? I mean. I'm not getting into that. I, I, I don't know. I what, won't either. Yeah, I'm not. I don't gonna. know anything. They all live in the district. Sorry that I tried to be funny. Yeah. I, <laughs> wink, wink. And the thing is, people get pissed when you talk about scholarships in private schools. It's well, going on all over the yeah. country. It's not just at Cathedral. We make fun of Cathedral because Mike is 
a uni yeah, slash cathedral alum. Okay, of course. sorry. So I'm not going to be part of that. Part. No, I will <laughs> not either. I'm only kidding. So we, we, we win that one. We win the okay. next one against RBV, and we're rolling. We're 2-0. and By the way, when we were up at RBV, we went to Grand Slam Pizza, okay? It's Where's a, that? It's in Vista, right, by, right down the street from RBV High School. Okay? All right. Yeah. It's outstanding. We always go when we're in that area. But when I went up to get a box for the leftover food, um, Nick Liberto, Liberto, I should okay. say, okay? He said to me, hey, I love your show. Get out of here, Nick. I was like, how the fuck did you even know it was me? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I just got done listening to the one with you, Jeff, and Costa. Love the show. I meant to mention it the other day, but I, but I completely blanked out because I hadn't seen Jeff in such a long time. But uh, Nick, a big fan of the show, and he says he listens to all of them. He's been a, a fan of the show for a long time. So again, I'll, we, we thank uh, I'll bring Jack and Kate up there. We'll go check it the, out. The food's outstanding. So Love it. We uh, we went that one off to a good start. We ended okay. up losing Saturday. To who? Granite Hills. We just couldn't hit. Oh, Aaron Creasy laughing Three at you. nothing. We ended up losing. Then we play a San Marcos team on Monday, and they it was it was the best <laughs> team I've seen. I mean, they kicked the shit really? out of Really? Every kid's going Pac-12, though, on the fucking team. I'm like, how the hell does that happen? Anyway, okay. you and I have been to San Marcos, remember, for they football? They loved us. Yeah, they did. They're great. They so loved I us love so much, they kicked us in, kicked me in the nuts. Yeah, they did. Then we played Cathedral again yesterday. Okay. Lost that one eleven eight. We got off a bad start, damn. couldn't rally back. Who's and the then, pitching coach? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. And then today we face Grossmont. So we're out of the Lions tournament, which is a big high school tournament, but it was the last game for us to play until, you know, Easter's over, and we go against Poway next Tuesday, the whole deal. Okay. Um. But we're playing Grossmont, and I look at Grossmont's stats before the game, and I'm like, oh, my God, I've never seen stats like this. Like, every kid's hitting over 400. Jesus. There's one kid on the team hitting, like, like 795 with four home runs and 15 RBIs in the first. Already? Oh, yeah. God In the damn. first four games. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Look at this team. Great. It's been a horrible week. We're going to face these guys. So we go up and we play Grossmont. And I literally tell my pitcher, who, by the way, he plays travel ball with me, so we're close. But I say yeah. to him. If you throw this fucking kid a strike, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to come out on the mound and I'm going to strangle you in front of your parents. I'm going to knee you right in the nuts. And he's like, all right, all right. So the first time the kid comes up to bat, dude, I Barry Bonds him. We'll put him on. Right there. Dude, think about it. If he's hitting 800. Jesus Christ, You have a better right? chance of winning a coin flip, right? Yeah, fuck it. Buck Showalter would it. do the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> so I go ahead and put him on. We score five. We're up five nothing. Oh, no. Kid comes up again, and I'm giving the, the sign outside, way, way outside. We'll walk him. If he wants to swing and strike out, go ahead, but I don't want him to reach yeah. it. Fucking home run. Oh, shit. And I just do the old <laughs> wave look. right. Yeah, Del look. Harris. Yeah. Da, da, da. Completely just waved, waved look at my pitch and go, what are we doing? So I didn't strangle the kid, but I was pissed. We're down 5-1, and then we're, we're about to win. We're going to pull this thing off, Jeff. We're yeah. winning. We're, <laughs> we're winning 5-3. Uh, Two outs to go. Base oh, is no. loaded. Oh, no. Okay. How my, nervous are you? Ah, dude, I'm always nervous. And the the pitcher on my team takes a line shot right up in the in the shin. Oh. He has to come out. So I go to another <laughs> pitcher. Ow. And, and I go, all right, we're going to get two outs. We're going to win this game. Call for the pitch. Low and inside. Hangs it right over oh. the middle. Grand slam. Oh, And we lose 7-5. No. Like off. Steve Finley walk off against the Diamondbacks. Walk off. And I was like, oh, my God, what a week. And so, literally, it just happened right before I came in here. And uh, I'm like, this has been terrible. Thank goodness opening day is tomorrow in Major League Baseball. Holy shit. Because the fuck is not going my way. I did book the toughest schedule I could find. I, I guarantee I have the toughest yeah, schedule good. in San Diego. I like that. And Let so, every team we the, face is awesome. The kid who gives up that grand slam, how long does that hang with him? What do you figure? 
don't know. There's a reason I gave them the rest of the week off. Like I could add practice tomorrow. Yeah. And, but I just was like, you yeah, know, let what? him go clear your head. I, I, go clear your head. He wasn't. He was. <laughs> he wasn't happy. As I was talking to him afterwards, he pulls his, his sleeve up. Yeah. And uh, he has a huge welt on his pitching arm. I go, uh, what happened? Oh, maybe I shouldn't have gone and playing paintball the night before I was going to pitch. Oh, my God. I'm like, God. you got to be kidding. And I just said, they're high school kids. Yeah. That's what kids but do. But you don't have a bus, right? Everybody no. has no, to you, find their no, own ride. Yeah, normally you'd have a bus. But because of COVID, there's no buses. And, you can't uh, even make him walk home. No. <laughs> anyway, that, that, was, that was it. But what we, do you figure? How far did that Grand Slam go? About 420? He crushed it. He had a pretty good man. He, aluminum he, bat. He, oh yeah, aluminum bat. He crushed. It it's just a, has that sound. Ting. Yeah. It did. Thanks. Did Make, you know right off the bat? Ting. Oh, You're dude, like shit. Dude, when you saw it up in the air, you knew it was gone. It was like where'd it go? Where'd it go? Center, left, le- right, left, center. Did, this, but as soon as he hit it, and then you know my left fielder jumps for it, and I'm like, <laughs> where's he going? I have no idea. Tom Holland, dude. He didn't even jump good for it. He like jumped. His shoulder got caught in the fence. He didn't even make it up. I was I, like, what are you doing? But he, uh, he, he and. He, Dude, Yao Ming wouldn't have touched it. It was way over the fence. Let me ask you this. As a baseball manager, to yeah. me, the funniest shit that can be seen in a high school game, a college game, and a pro game is when a guy like that just smokes one. Yeah. And the right fielder just doesn't even turn yeah, around. doesn't move. Now, I look at that and I just laugh. But as a manager, if you see that, are you going, hey, dude, you're fucking over your pitcher. You're kind of showing him up, right? Like, yeah. at least... At least like go going back. Yeah. At least go through the motions, even if it's in the tr- right. Like, yeah. don't fuck the guy over, but like, oh yeah. shit, that's a long one. Yeah, that that's one of those where you just go. You, you know, you. I was trying to keep it in the positive. You know. Yeah. Yesterday, I almost got t- tossed out of a game, and I try never to get tossed. <laughs> but I have a I have a rule where if a guy's tagging up from third, I'm standing there coaching third. So I'll yeah. say, when you hear me say go, then I want you to go. I want you to make sure the guy catches it. I'm gonna say go. Yep. You run home. Well, I'm looking at the ball, and I go, go. And the guy runs home, and then they appeal. They throw to third, they call him out. Oh! And I threw my – everyone has to wear a coach's helmet. Yeah. Fucking gun that shit, like 50 yards. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy pointed at me and then pointed the dugout. Like I was like, was I just tossed? Because if you get tossed in high school, you have to go to anger management classes like, oh. for 11 hours. Oh, that would have been great. Dude, that would have sucked. We could have done them right in here. And then I would go in the dugout, and the kids in the dugout, coach, he left early. I, I go, did he really? And they go, yeah, he left early. You weren't even looking at him. He, you said go. He was already gone. <laughs> he was already <laughs> gone. And so I, I went, umpire. And I said, look, dude, I got made a huge mistake. I, I, and I go, I know a lot of guys won't admit when they're wrong, but I, yeah. I'm going to tell you. I, sorry for showing you up. I blew it. I yeah. shouldn't have done that. And then uh, I go, I appreciate you not throwing me out. But I go, I was, I was way in the wrong. You got the call right. And he's like, oh, we're good. You know, and, and oh, that's cool. me. But and right away, I'm thinking, 11 hours of Anger uh, management. God, God that that's sucked. a long time. It's a long time for throwing your helmet, dude. <laughs> I didn't uh, throw it at him. I rifled it yeah. in my dugout. Uh, lot to cover. We'll get into opening day. I want to give a. I don't know that I've ever promoted another podcast. And listen, there is some guest selection on this thing that yeah. are not the strongest. Yeah. But there's a dude in town, and I think he's made his way around 97.3, and I think he might have been on Kaplan's show, who has put out a podcast called Bolted. It's a five-part look at the Chargers in San Diego and what led to them leaving. 
Um, I'm not a diehard Charger fan, so I didn't really find episodes one, two, or three that interesting. But if I was, yeah. I would have loved it. It was the whole history of the team. Was it accurate? I mean, you know the story better than well, anybody. Well, I'll say this, Dave. They did an incredible job of getting audio, like Good. different audio over the years. It is really put together very, very well. And the one I listened to tonight got into Mike Aguirre against Mark Fabiani. Okay. Jim Steig's a part of it. Jay's a part of it. Scott Lewis is a part of it. Really, really good. It's called Bolted. I found it on Spotify. The episodes run about an hour. Like I said, for all of you that have Charger, uh, you know, Chargers in your blood, yeah, go through the whole thing. I just kind of wanted to get to the part that that we knew very well. And Dave, I thought he did a great job with it. I thought he was right down the middle. I thought the stories that Steeg told, fuck, Mike Aguirre is such a dipshit, but Aguirre is really good on it. Like, he's candid and talks about what happened and the whole thing. So tonight it was through the part... Uh, episode four, the one I listened to, pretty much went through the Marty Schottenheimer era, the John Butler era, and how Mike Aguirre fucked the Chargers out of doing what ultimately San Diego State is doing with that land around 2004, 2005, when they said, give us the land, we'll develop it, and then we'll build the stadium. And uh, Stieg is so good. And they asked Jim, if Mike Aguirre was not city attorney, do you think the deal would have got done? He said, I absolutely do. So, uh, and then tomorrow or or tonight on the drive home, the episodes are about an hour. Uh, we'll be, you know, picking up from that point and then the final stretch. Wow. But it's called Bolted. <clears throat> and I thought it was, like I said, there's certain voices on there where you're like, who the fuck's this? <laughs> but I get it. But Kaplan's on there. Scott good. does a really good job. And uh, Laz is on there, which is fun. Saw's on there, which is fun. So um, there's a handful of people, but I really, really put together well production level, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, you should listen to it. I thought he did a really fair job of presenting the story. How many people, when they're telling the stories, you said it's fair because we love to say fuck Dean Spanos in this town, right? Of course. And Alex. I mean, yeah. this is a lot about yeah. Alex, too. And so when, when you hear it, well, you haven't gotten to the end, so you can't tell me, but. As much as you know, you and I aren't you know Team Spanos, right? We say you know you got to cut him a break on on some of the, the hatred here you have towards him that it was a hundred percent his move. They were just kind of backed into a corner because I remember back in two thousand four, two thousand five, Fabiani telling us on there oh, too, yeah, we can build this whole thing for four hundred million, four hundred million, and four hundred yeah. million. And he said, guys, it goes up every single year, and he, he didn't lie. Everything he said in that point was true. That it could have been. Hey, you were looking at billions, and we're like, billions? And, and yeah. 100%, he, he nailed it. Mark was spot on. Uh, Aguirre's point, not to give things away, is saying that at that time, the housing market was starting to rattle a little bit. I think Scott talks about it too, Scott Lewis. And Aguirre is saying, we couldn't get the bonds that the Chargers wanted us on the hook for because yeah. if people remember... Um, we had just kind of at that time been through the pension crisis. And Gary, to his credit, says, listen, we had just given them $78 million to refurbish Qualcomm Stadium, which is true. You can't argue that. But uh, Jim Steig said, and so Gary's point is, we couldn't get 
the credit to get the bonds to issue that the Chargers were putting us on the hook for. Yeah. And Jim's point, and I think Jim's a straight shooter. I I don't I I appreciate what he said. Jim said no. The problem was Aguirre. And when we would talk to developers, they said, look, we're used to getting sued. It happens all the time, but we don't want to be getting sued by our partner, which Aguirre probably would have done. So, yeah, I thought it was really presented well, and, and they got key components. It talks about uh, Breeze and LT and John Butler and, and different guys like that. So, yeah, really entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. Interesting. All right, so the team that is left here is the Padres. And as we do this show right now, tomorrow's opening day. Yep. And for opening day, for almost everyone that's a baseball fan, it's a big day because you still have a chance. Today, you still have a chance. Well, this is one of the rare years where the Padre fans are saying, not only do we have a chance, we have a chance to win the World Series. Yeah. I mean, the excitement factor, you've been here for a long time. Yep. Going into this season, I asked you before, does this feel like going into the 85 season? You said it's better. Do you still feel comfortable that way? No. All of a sudden, all all of a sudden, I have a different kind of feeling about this team. Okay, go ahead. I'm I'm dying to hear it because when I say it, oh, you just fucking hate the Padres, but I I do too. I have a different feeling about this team because we have to remember that while last year was incredibly fun, uh, I don't know. I think maybe for some of us it was a little bit surprising, right, when you look at how they won and who some of the pitchers were. Um, it it was great. And beating the Cardinals was great. And then you run into the Dodgers, and I get it, right? Yeah. Clevenger's out, Lamette's out. It's a pretty big shot to your rotation. Oh, yeah, you're doing it with smoke and mirrors. Yeah. So, yeah, at the end of that, it's really good. I surely cannot question anything that happened by the management team when you look at going out and getting Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove. Because to me, yesterday, I was thinking about, holy shit, where would we be tomorrow if they made only one of those moves, right? What yeah. if it was just Snell and you didn't have Darvish and Musgrove? What's your rotation? What if you get two out of the three, right, with Lamette out? Where would it be? Man, Dave, I I tell you, the thing that concerns the shit out of me, and I don't know enough about clubhouse chemistry to know whether or not it's a valid concern or not at all, but a lot of people have given them, I don't want to say the trophy, yeah, but have given them a lot of credit before a pitch has even been thrown. Yeah, And when I look at them, I go, all right, uh, I mean, I think – we're honest around the deal. And I get it. I, I heard Hartman do this the other day. He's exactly right. But I think right now you look at the fact you're going from 60 to 162. I think you have a legit three-man rotation. Um, Maury Hone could be really fun, right? Paddock, I, I think we have – I completely whammied Paddock the other yeah, day. Yeah, no Came in here Sunday night going, hey, this is feeling pretty good. And then Monday just gets kicked right in the dick. <laughs> um, so now he's a fucking huge question mark again. And then I just go around. And I, I did Cronenworth. Tatis, Machado is great. I think Fam's a huge fucking question mark, as I've always thought. Grisham's hurt, right? And I feel like, I don't know, you always want to get out early. I kind of dig Myers. I go lie. Like, I, I, I dig Myers. He just... It seems like he's hit his stride. 
catching, I feel much better about today than I did a year ago. Oh, no Holy shit. shit, with Hedges and Mejia. Uh, Nola will be back soon enough, so you feel pretty good there. I don't know Dave on Hosmer. I don't know where I'm at on Hosmer, right? And then, uh, I mean, I guess we're feeling pretty good about Pomeranz in the bullpen, yeah. right? But shit. Stamen was a question mark a lot last year. Tim Hill was pretty effective in the spring, but I don't know who your guy is at the back. So, yeah, I'm excited to get the year going, but um, I still think if you're a Padre fan, just based on what we've grown up with in this town, I think it's okay to have a little bit of a fear factor. Yeah. Dodgers are wearing the horns, man. They're the defending world champs. They're getting rings. And uh, pods look really, really good on paper, but you still... And now Tinkler, man. How's Tinkler going to manage in the National League? You don't have the DH. No. Those double switches, to me, are fascinating and, and scary at the same time. Okay, so everybody I know is excited about the team. Sure. Is, is the team uh, on paper better than last year? Yeah, you can make an argument they are. I mean, you go look at a guy... 100%. You, even like a guy like Grisham has now a year of experience under his yeah. belt. Is, and I understand, 60 games, but... Look, he had a year of experience under his belt, plus playoff baseball. And remember, we all know what happened when he was with the Brewers and things fell apart in one game. But, yeah, you're better with Darvish. You're better with Snell. Yep. But a year from right now. Oh, yeah. They're even better. Yeah, with Clevenger and Lamette. That's right. I mean, because now Musgrove moves to number five. Yeah. Okay, because Musgrove wouldn't make the Dodger rotation. You know what I'm saying? David Price would be the number three if he was in the Padre rotation right now. Yet he's oh, in the I bullpen. don't know, but you're going to put him ahead of Musgrove? Fuck! Look at Musgrove's numbers, dude. I understand he was with the Pirates. Musgrove could never go no. past four innings. He That's he couldn't. I don't know about Price. Price is I think Price is ahead of Paddock. Oh, not even close. He's well, a, that's what I'm saying. But he's, oh, he's number three behind uh, behind Darvish and Snell. That's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't put him yeah. any further down than four. Musgrove, so. but Musgrove next year will be the number five, right? Clevenger yeah. oh, back yeah. Lament. He's five. Oh yeah. And, and then you go, well, what happened to Gore? You right. know what I'm saying? What happened right. to what happened to the Morion? What happened to these guys that might all of a sudden step up and have breakout years? Where yeah. obviously either you have more depth, which is great to have, and you stick one of those guys in the pin. Yeah. Or you're making trades. And as we, we look at this team now and we know AJ Preller, the team you're gonna see open on opening day is not the roster you're gonna see at the end of the season. Or even the end of the month. Exactly. I mean it could be dramatically different. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I, as I said, I look at this Padre team, and it's important you get off to a hot start, like every team yeah. says. But if you can get off to a hot start with the injuries you have, man, how much better are you going to be? Yeah, and and so tomorrow, uh, four of us from work, um, that's why this podcast tonight will probably be 11 minutes long. <laughs> um, we're all going in early, yeah, and then we're getting out at 10 or 10.30. Okay. And we're all heading downtown. None of us have tickets, but we just want to be a part of what's going on. And My son's what, doing the same thing. Yeah, we're going to mask up. Everybody will be safe. And I don't know that we're even going to do scalper tickets, but we're so fucking excited. We're yeah. just excited. And then we're all off on Friday for, for Good Friday. And so uh, what the fuck is that Oompa Loompa doing? Brian oh, Kenny. shit, that's Brian Kenny. Looks like a goddamn Oompa Loompa yeah, with all, all that orange, orange makeup. Yep. What's going on there? Gene Okerlund? And then... Uh, Carlos Pena, by the way, picked the Padres to win the World Series against the well, White Sox today. Dave, remember last year when we sat here, and this is one of the things, 
We sat here last year, and guys had talked about this team being a playoff team and how good they were. We thought they were out of their mind. I thought they were great. So, yeah, that would be really cool. Um, I do think, Dave, like, I think there's a little bit of uh, a mentality that a Darvish, that a Snell oh, yeah. bring to this team that'll be really, really good, right? And and Dennis Lynn wrote tonight um, five guys to keep an eye on. I go, well, holy shit. Number one must be Tommy Pham. <laughs> no. Number one was Tatis. He got, oh, that's okay. So number two must be Pham. No, actually not. Number two is fucking Manny Machado. I go, well, okay. A couple of $300 guys. So let me just see Pham here at three. And then, oh, no, that's you, Darvish. And then it's Blake Snell. And then, uh, Fuck, I don't even remember yeah, who was five. I'm all curious I, to know because I could have got the first four. All I know is that it wasn't fucking... It wasn't fucking Tommy Pham. No. And you go, well, that's not a big shock, right? I think this guy's... I think he's the MVP. Hey, you know what? That's not a crazy thought. Yeah, it is. Shut up. Now watch Pham go 50-50, right? Like Howard Johnson, whatever year that was. Remember when Howard Johnson... Like all juiced up when 50-50. Fam's just unbelievable. Tries to hit 400 all year. We're just like, Dave, erase the tape. <laughs> uh, but I think Dave just kind of being down and being around it. And I loved when the players this week, I don't know, I take them at their word. When they said, man, it'll be great to not have piped in noise and cardboard yes. cutouts. That there'll be 25 or what are what's in there tomorrow? 10,000, right? Something like that. Yeah, so they could go 10, and then um, I thought Lindor was getting $400 million. Yeah, what about that? He just got 340 <laughs> All right, well, that's good. Uh, sorry, we're seeing as things go on. But um, I think, yeah, a couple of weeks to go to Orange Tier, and then that becomes 15000 and yeah. hopefully we keep trending in the right direction. But, yeah, I think tomorrow's going to be really, really exciting for a lot of different reasons. Now, I'll tell you right now, I think Tatis goes deep off of Bumgarner again. You do you? Yeah. Oh, wow. That'd be something else. That'd be something. That'd, that'd be exciting. Again, I have him at 50 home runs this year. I hope he does. What do you um, got Fam doing? Where are you at on Fam? Not sold on Fam. I just say he hasn't proven that he can stay healthy in the ballpark or outside of the ballpark. Yeah. You know, he's just, he had a great end of spring training after a terrible start. Yeah. You know, and then once Grisham got hurt, all of a sudden he started playing really, really, really well. I don't know, man. It's spring training, so I don't put a lot into it. Last year when the season started, I liked Fam a lot because remember yeah. he was stealing bases, he was getting yeah. on base, he was doing everything we liked, and then it just seemed like it, there was nothing there. And Contract was, year. I mean, he said year. it. The the one move, and Jerks and Profar, I understand having him on the rosters is, is great, but I kept saying for the same amount of money, you could have had Jock Peterson, and I think this team needs left-handed power. Could you imagine? I yeah. think that would have been the way to go. You sat there and you would have gone back and forth between Fam against lefties and you go Jock against righties. And Jock's yeah. going to hit 35 home runs this year. Yeah. And I, for me, I would have taken Peterson. But And they both made the same money again, as I said before. So one of the questions I have for you, because the Padres have gotten a ton of publicity, good and bad, during the offseason. Yep. Are the Padres turning it into a team that fans across the country are starting to hate? Oh, no. Uh, we've done this before. No. Not yet, but I would also say um, they're, to me right now, a little bit of what the Cubs were a couple of years before, right? Where you go, hey, the pods are my team, and 
I don't really have any ties to Chicago. I mean, I, I could go back to 84, but I, I don't hate the Cubs. And at that time, uh, Theo's a friend, and you're looking at it and you go, shit, man, they're kind of a fun team. That would be really cool. And I remember thinking back, going, wow. Um, I was excited for Theo, Lucchino, uh, Charles Steinberg, Geff, those guys when they had success in Boston, right? Yeah. I, I was really genuinely happy for those guys as somebody who's not a Red Sox fan. And then when Theo went to Chicago, thinking, holy shit, man, could a friend of ours be responsible, yeah. play a part in breaking two of the ultimate curses in all of sports, not just baseball, and he got it done. But then what happened? Two years later, we were like, I'm so fucking sick of the Cubs. I'm so sick of... Joe Madden and Rizzo, <laughs> right? Oh, like Chris Bryant. Yeah, Chris it's not Bryant bad to be did. a hated team. It means you're successful. Yeah. So I would say no. Pods haven't done anything to to generate hate. And I think when you have a guy like Tatis, Tatis is probably a little bit like Mike Trout, right? Where you go, it was in 7-Eleven today. New York Post, which I buy, I don't know, every couple of days. Man, I love it, Dave. Today, a 35-page MLB preview inside wow. of, I know the UT just did something similar, but really good. And so I bring it up to the counter and the guy goes, man, isn't it great to have baseball back? And I go, yeah. And the dude at the counter is like, let's go halos. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> that's cool, man. Right. I don't think anybody hated the angels. No, I don't think that. And I think when you have guys, I mean, I think people around baseball uh, hate Machado. Right, yeah, which is do. okay. I don't mind having a bad guy on the team, but I don't think anybody really hates Tatis. Yeah. Cronenworth, Hosmer, right? Myers, Snell, Darvish. I don't I don't really know. Some of those are household names, some aren't. Like most no, people don't know who Cronenworth is. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, fantasy baseball players, yeah. you you know what he is. But I'm just saying there's not anybody that really triggers that emotion where you go, oh, now, the Dodgers, we've always hated the Dodgers. Yeah, and across the country, people hate the Dodgers. But now, when the Dodgers are good and really have a pretty loaded lineup and rotation, when yeah. you put Bauer at the top of that rotation or or mix him in with Bueller and, and Kershaw, you put Mookie in. I don't think anybody in baseball hates Mookie Betts. No. But you hate the Dodgers yeah. because they're lucky enough to have Mookie Betts, if that makes sense. But I no, I don't think they're there yet, but it wouldn't shock me within about two years. You keep beating my team and doing your silly dance in the dugout. Hey, fuck you guys. <laughs> See, when the, the Cubs won in 2016, I remember telling you that I w didn't want the Cubs to win because yeah. I don't want the Padres to become the lovable losers. The next yeah. up. And I don't know if they are. I mean, the Indians could or a Cleveland baseball team, whatever the right. fuck they're called. Um, I don't know if, if that's what they still are, but it's it was one of those where I wanted the Padres to have recognition, which they do now, definitely. Yeah. You have big-time names. as the guys you mentioned, those four guys that Dennis Lynn was talking about, that everybody across the country knows who they are yeah, and now knows they're on the Padres. Yeah. We have some crazy-ass people in the fan base that don't exactly put the team in the best light, but so what? Those are, those are uh, minor guys. Those guys don't bat and those guys don't pitch. So there are a lot of people who are, are picking guys like the Padres to not only make the playoffs, but to win the World Series, which is very unusual. I mean, yeah. that's a long time in between. Maybe in 85 after the 84 World Series, people thought the Padres were that much closer after they yeah. acquired Lamar Hoyt. 
But this is different. And, you know, it's a whole different kind of pressure for this team. It is, which is great. I mean, because you could be the the Pirates of 2021, where you're like, what the fuck? We have no, it's only a matter of time before we have no chance. But it's it's a year from now. You assume Clevenger's back, Lamette's back, and all of a sudden, that arguably is the best rotation in baseball. Well, and then you start looking where's Abrams at in a year, right? Is he yeah. your left? I mean, could Grisham go to left, right, or or is Abrams in left? Uh, what's up with Gore at that point, right? And different guys that are coming up. Who's the other one? I'm mind blanking on. There's somebody else that's just right there uh, below the surface. You know, Hassel's not far away. Different guys like that. And you start looking, you go, yeah. I mean, that's the cool thing. When you didn't have to unload any of the top five guys in your farm system and you continued to reload, pretty, pretty exciting for sure. No, it is. It's very, very different. So, again, it all gets going for, for real tomorrow. And uh, are we doing a special show after the opening day? Or you uh, wanna... I'm going to say this. Yes. It's to be determined. Good. I like to be determined. Because if I end up at Dubs and I have to Uber home and then I have to figure out on Friday where the fuck my car is, uh, that could impact my ability to get down here. But <laughs> if I'm uh, just running around, goofing around, yeah, lo- well, we're going to try for sure. Okay. Do you have any brown Padre gear you're wearing tomorrow? I do not, no. But I, I think... Don't I th- wear blue. I always hate when the guys say that I'm a diehard Padre fan. You're still wearing blue. Yeah. You switch over. Yeah, showing up out there in your fucking uh, Eric Owens shirt. <laughs> fucking clip. <laughs> clip you right in the fucking mouth. Yeah. Okay, so here's a move for all Carlos the people. Carlos Quentin jersey. Oh, so shit. For all the people out there that go out and buy Padre gear, I told you right before the show started, Will Myers gave up his number four for Blake Snell. How about that? So what happens to all the assholes about the 24 Snell jerseys? Or the guys who have the four Myers jerseys? I thought he had 44. He had 24. 44 is Musgrove. Oh, wow. I don't know that anybody had gone out. Yes, yeah, people have. Fuck, I've seen people walking around, especially a ton of Myers jerseys jerseys over the years, believe it or not. But you go, hey... Padres, let's step yeah. up. Let's come and exchange it. Our players fucked you. Yeah. So we're going to exchange it. Do like, uh, who who did that a few years back? What was, who was the player? It happens every once in a while. But there was a player that acted up and the, and the team, I can't remember who it was, but there was a player in baseball that, uh, you know, was kind of a dickhead and, and the team let him come in and change out the jersey. But I don't remember. Well, my kids have two L.A. Kings jerseys, and it's the same thing where we've talked about, hey, maybe we'll put 55 on there because Quentin Byfield's wearing that. Yeah. And I said to him, you know what we're going to do? We're season ticket holders in October. We're going to go to two or three games, and then you determine who your favorite player is. Who do you like? Who are you watching at that point? Uh, It doesn't matter this year because we're not currently in the building. I said, let's wait till you've been there for two, three games, and then we'll figure out who you like, and we'll get your jerseys done at that time. If you jumped the gun and got a Blake yeah. Snell jersey, tuh, too bad. <laughs> too fucking bad. Dude, those jerseys go for over $300. Listen, man. It's obsolete now. I'm excited for Blake Snell. Oh, I, my uh, God. He looks like Skinny Pete from Breaking Bad. <laughs> he does. It looks a little bit like Kelly Leak. Uh Look, if you have that kind of disposable income, just buy another jersey. What are you talking about? I'm I pay just $600? Yeah. Fuck off. You fuck off. Why are you jumping in? Why what don't you if- get a fam jersey? <laughs> that's what that's what Elo should do. You fucking yeah. wear that 28, you son of a bitch. Yeah. 
comes with the stitches put already your, built in. Put your money the blood stain in the back. Oh, I didn't say that. God damn it. Now I'm going to get yelled at again. Don't listen to her. I tried not Just to. Just cancel the account. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't need it. All right, over, under, on wins for the Padres. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say 94. 94. Yeah, I'm going to go 94. I don't think 94. 94 would be goddamn insane, right? Yeah, guys go 98, 100, the whole thing. I don't think it's crazy to think you should be a 94-win team, even with the Dodgers in the same division. No, the Rockies are yeah. shit. Who knows what the fuck the Diamondbacks will be. I think both of those teams are unloading guys as the season goes on. Uh, and the Giants, to me, I feel like the Giants are going to be a factor – a year from now, two years from now, but fuck, I like that Mike Yastrzemski kid. God damn it, that guy's a good player. Vegas odds have the Padres at 94 and a half wins. Right Is now. that right? Yep. Holy shit, look at me. Johnny Vegas. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go 94. Have your twins at 90 and a half. Dude, look that's that. funny. I, I agree with that, too. I think there's a whole lot of hype for the twins that I don't necessarily get. Boy, that's interesting. God dang. Let's see. Oh, i got to see the low. Who do you think the lowest is? Mm. I mean, the Rockies have become a little bit of a punching Rockies bag. Rockies are second to lowest. Second to lowest are the Rockies, so the lowest would have to be... Fuck, I don't know. Maybe the... I mean, the Indians are kind of questionable, but I, I, when you got Bieber and a couple other dudes pitching, you got to be good. Uh, hang on a second. Let me think about that. Who would be the lowest... Is it the Pirates? It's the Pirates. At how many? 74? 59 and a half. God damn. Yeah. 59 and a half. Holy cow. Yeah, that's something else. What The, the Indians, by the way, are 81 and a half. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad as they're kind of transitioning, right? Yep. Yes, but the Padres are number three on that list. Major League Baseball, they're number three. Behind Dodgers? Dodgers and Yankees. Okay. That makes sense. I don't know about the Yankees, man. You got Corey really? Kluber. You got Corey Kluber as your number two? Yeah. Fucking guys throwing two innings in five years. Here's a crazy bet. If I was if I was Medi, here's my here's, yeah. here's the bet. Opening day, Garrett Cole can he set the all time strikeout record for an opening day game for the Yankees? It's only nine. Tim Leary. Has wow. It. Nine. Who are they I, playing tomorrow? Ah, fuck. They're playing the Jays tomorrow. Jays are pretty good. But I'm going to nine. That's, but nine. That's Garrett yeah. Cole. I would 100 percent jump on that one. Uh, how long does Aaron leave him in the game? Fucking until he gets ten. Yeah, got right. Money on it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. I mean, Kluber though, as your two, goddamn Dave, that feels like a Padre rotation, That's right? It, it does. It seems. Well, you like went a out and got signing. Musgrove, and then you signed Corey Kluber. Yeah, and that's your one-two. Yeah, and then Paddock's your three. Like that. That's Padres. Yeah, John Lester. Yeah, fucking John Lester. Uh, Jake Arrieta. And fucking that sounds lumberjack. exactly like what they used to have, right? Yeah, Dave. I tell you what, you look at Arietta and Fam. It's a new team, buddy. New fucking new team. What's our over under seventy one? Who the fuck wrote that number? How, <laughs> think of all the years in the same situation the day before opening day. You're selling that bullshit. Yeah. Fuck. God fuck. That sucked. Hey, I like what I've seen out of Eric Lauer. No, I don't. I'm a goddamn liar. I'm a liar, and I'm not even on drugs. Jeff Cirillo has something left in the tank. Jeff Cirillo. 
Who was that asshole third baseman? Kurt you Stillwell? Loved? No, the third baseman from the Red Sox that you loved. Um, oh, oh yeah. Remember he was going to be great? Yeah. Will Middlebrooks. Yeah, that was it. That cocksucker. That cocksucker. <laughs> we, thought him, we thought he was going to come here. Fuck, did he last two homestands? Uh, I don't think so. He was shit as... <laughs> They just yeah. They put Will Middlebrooks in a fucking plastic bag and left him on Costa's doorstep and set him on fire. Oh <laughs> God, we wanted to believe 2015. Oh my gosh! All right, here we go again. Right now, if you look at buying a home, the price of homes is insane. Brian Curry is the guy you want to talk to right now. It, it's it's nuts what's happening. You got to talk to Brian and see where the market is at. If you're trying to buy a home. So many people are putting offers in, and all of a sudden it is getting blown by because someone's putting a much bigger offer. Brian will ex- explain what exactly what's happening in the real estate market. Again, he can sell your home. He can also find you a perfect home. Don't be that guy that's left out in the cold. You call Brian Curry. We trust him more than anyone. He's been doing this more than 25 years. He's the real estate agent you need to talk to. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Well, this is good news for a lot of you that are in your home and might be looking to sell it. And it's incredibly tough news for those of you looking to buy your home. Front page of the UT yesterday, median house price in San Diego, an all-time high, $675,000. Holy cow, right? So as you are trying to negotiate this incredibly difficult market, whether you are a buyer or you are a seller, you need somebody on your side that is going to help you make the right decision for you. Again, whether you're buying or selling, there is nobody better than Brian Curry to help you get there. First time home buyers, I would not be discouraged. I would say, let's work with Brian, find a house that's in your uh, range because equity can be your friend. Whether it's four years, five years, find a way to put that money to work for you, even if it's a small one bedroom, two bedroom condo. Man, it's amazing how the market just continues to go up. You need somebody on your side who's going to help you make that right decision, and that person is Brian Curry. Absolutely. Don't forget about Taylor May Pools. Alan Taylor is your guy. Alan, again, you can call him at 619-449-4452. What another great night here in San Diego. Yep. I mean, how great would it be to have a pool in your backyard? Again, more than 20 years he's been doing this in San Diego. Make your backyard a staycation with the saltwater technology. He can do a bunch of different things in the backyard to make it great around the pool as well. 619-449-4452. Boy, I talked to Amy driving down. I told her that story, how Katie yelled at me, and she said, you know what? Get a hold of yourself. I said, well, you know what? I will get a hold of myself, and I said, and I'm going to announce a new special tonight. She said, you don't have the authority. I said, bullshit. I just did it. (laughs) Because it's opening day tomorrow. Whew. I'm doing it. And I said 94 wins for the Padres. That's right. The first 94 of you that call with cash, you better back me on this, you fucking chicken face motherfucker. (laughs) First 94 people that call with cash, that's right. You're getting the Brenda Vaccaro pool. (laughs) Oh, my God. Your fans and friends and family are going to come over. And they're going to say, is this pool in the silhouette of the lovely and talented husky voice Brenda Vaccaro? You're going to say, I'm fucking right it is. Because I was one of the first 94 kids that called in with cash to tailor-made pools. And guess what? Your neighbor's going to look at his wife and go, fuck. Because they know they're a loser and you're a winner. (laughs) Call Amy. Call Alan. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. 
Dan Williams is who you want to talk to when it comes to money. Right now, again, if you're one of the people who are in debt, and I tell you what, most of you are. And we, it's, it's sad to say that, but so many people have not figured out their finances. Look, Dan Williams can help you out. Why waste any more time? Again, tax season is right here. 858-688-6813. Dan Williams also put a brand new episode up on YouTube yesterday. Again, the Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesday. You can check that out on YouTube. Dan Williams has it all ready to go, but he wants to get you out of debt, and he wanted to help you find your first home. Yeah, cannot say enough about what Dan has done, not only for me, but a very close family friend who just a couple of months ago was legitimately looking at foreclosure. And now Dave has helped, uh, Dave, excuse me, Dan has helped this friend of mine not only avoid foreclosure, but is working towards a reverse mortgage to put that money, the equity that my friend has in their property, put it to work for them. Boy, it might be you, it might be a friend, it might be a family member, but it could be somebody that is facing hard times with their property and just needs a little bit of help on the financial side. Nobody can help you quicker or fast, uh, faster or in a safer manner for you than Dan Williams, 858-688-6813. Are you looking to jumpstart your business? It could be because your website sucks. Kyle Fluger's your guy, 619 619- 500-6621. Make sure you call Kyle. Get on his calendar. He's extremely busy. So many people have taken advantage of Kyle's services. Again, 619-500-6621. Boy, I tell you what, you better set up the spam program. I almost got fleeced yesterday. This is a 100% true story. Oh, I go into work yesterday, and we have unbelievable firewalls set up. I go in. It's uh, first day. This is Monday. Yeah. Monday I go in. No, I, it doesn't matter. Monday or yesterday I go in and there is an email to me that is addressed from our executive vice president. And it says, hey, I am buying gift cards for staff members. Can you help me out? What do you have? And, and she is in North Carolina. She's not in San Diego. And I said, I'm not paying attention, Dave. And I said, ah, you know, we've got Best Buy, we've got Target, right? Whatever you need. Taco Bell. Barnes and Noble, yeah. <laughs> Little Darlings, whatever we need. And I get an email back that says, that's fantastic. I need four $500 American Express gift cards, and I'll have you reimbursed by the end of the day. And when can you get them? I go, I'll go now. Dave, I honest Holy to God. Holy fuck, dude. Listen to this. You dipshit. I know. How goddamn stupid is this? I'm not paying attention. And uh, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, leave it. And my buddy goes, my buddy goes, dude, that's, that's a scam because I guess a girl on Barstool Sports yeah. just got hit with it. But like I, in my direct inbox, I've been there four years. I get dozens of emails every day. I literally have never had a spam email. Yeah. And it's the first thing I see at eight. And thank God to my buddy and Patreon subscriber, Jimmy Hughes, who said, go check that again. I go, look, I go, holy shit. Now, apparently what happens next, and I, this would have been when they go, uh, oh, send me the card numbers. Well, fuck. Yeah. I'm not going to be doing that, at least as much as a weak moment as it was. But. I didn't do anything, so we would have been sitting here with four $500 Amex <laughs> gift cards, right? Like I said, so goddamn if I did not get lit up for 36 hours by my team. Yeah. I one, 
my security guard, Pete, comes by and goes, hey, wanted to let you know while you were gone at lunch, the prime minister of Nigeria called. I guess there's a bunch of money. I don't know what the hell I was doing, but like, like I, I like, I'll go get them right now. I was done. I was 100% going. So then today, an invoice comes into the office. These two fucks that work for me. Hey, big, big bucks. You were going to pay for the gift cards yesterday. You want to pay this invoice? It's so, I deserve every minute of it. Yeah, it's weird because, and then, so my buddy in North Carolina calls, yeah. and I'm telling him, I go, dude, I almost got fleeced. And then I go back and read the email, and it looks like it's written by a fifth grader. Like, I'm reading it out loud to him. And I go, I don't know what the hell I was doing. Like, I felt like the guy who almost who went to the Bahia. But, yeah, be careful, man. Like, but Dave, they had... They had her signature. Yeah. They had the whole thing. It was really wild how oh, they shit. did it. But you have to do, it's like when you get, hey, your PayPal account's yeah. frozen. And then you look and it's like ABC at 12345.com. Yeah. yeah. But Jimmy Hughes 100% saved my ass because I would have had about a $2,000 oh uh, Capital One yeah. bill today going, Dave, do you want to buy an Amex gift card? <laughs> Got four of them for sale. Or I wish I was there to see it. So you grab your car keys. I I swear to God, I was done. Yeah, I was out. <laughs> Holy shit, man! Yeah, that doesn't happen too often. So you go and like I said, yeah. you get. Does your main inbox? Oh yeah, get them all the time. I see, I don't get much. And my, and my phone rings all the time, and it's oh well, more that than rings ever. all the time. Yeah, more than ever. Yeah, that rings all the time. But in my main. Uh, Yahoo account. Yeah, I don't get anything. I don't get spam. I had an old one that I use forever. That right now is probably about twenty four thousand yeah. spam messages in there. But in my main Yahoo, I don't. Like I said, at work, in my inbox at work, I don't know that I've had five in four and a half years. Yeah. But goddamn, yeah, they were dying, and I deserve oh to get killed. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Let me ask you a question before we get to uh, how old are they and how much are they worth, okay? So mm -hmm. Francisco Lindor, as we're seeing it go across the screen over and over again, 10 years, $340 million. Yeah, feel okay. great tonight if you're a Pods fan. Okay, well, yeah, that's what I'm asking you. Is So when you look at Tatis's deal, yeah. okay, it was – so okay, so it was 341 for 10, and then Tatis got 340 for 13. Uh, 14, I thought. Is it 14? Yeah. Okay. So basically, Lindor's making $10 million more per season. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, when the numbers change for Tatis, yeah. right, then maybe it goes dollar for dollar. But right now, as a Pots fan, you you should be feeling great. Well, no. Overall, yeah. Well, here's the deal. I mean, when you look at it, again, as I said, Tatis, you're going, hey, this is where I wanted to be. I want to win a yeah. championship here. I want to be the guy that you have a statue and everything. And we, we're saying... Let's see how much money some of these shortstops start to get. Yeah. You know, the rumor is, is you, I think you said the other day, Corey Seager is the Yankees' number one guy they're chasing yeah. as soon as the season's over, which means if you're the Dodgers and you're seeing Lindor go, you better yeah. start working on Seager now. Yep. And if you aren't going to keep Seager and say, look, we can't keep doing this, we're, Lux will be our guy or whatever. Trevor you, Story. You, you go, <laughs> Trevor Story is another guy. I mean, he might get the most. Who knows? Yeah. But. At some point when you're seeing guys who play your position don't put up the same numbers as you, make $10 million more per season, it has to rub you. Uh, I don't know. What would I it mean, do to you? I'd be pretty stoked I'm getting 340 million. Oh, you million. son of a bitch. Look at you settling. 
Why don't you go get some Amex carts? Come on. <laughs> some guy doing well, the fuck same fucking job, him. but not as good, and he makes $10 million more per year? Come on. Lindor is pretty awesome. I'm, so it's Tatis. No, I got it. What? You know, right over there? No. Dude, the whole Jesus time I've been doing this Christ. show, my hamstrings have been cramping up. I'm drinking Coors Light, firing dips in. Yeah. I'm not doing well. I'm not doing well. <laughs> How you been? talking to myself? How you doing, Dave? Bad. Bad? Good. <laughs> Good. Hey, you out of here, bud? I told that story, right? You fucking idiot friend. Did I say? Did I tell you this on the air? I don't know if you told me on the air. We talked about this on uh, on the phone, I think. I have the nicest guy that used to work for me now works for our company in North Carolina. And apparently, two weeks ago, he told me on the phone. This is on the phone. A guy had been let go from our North Carolina office. So, my buddy's supervisor calls me and goes. What the hell did you send me? I go, what happened? He goes, God damn, dude. He goes, you ever seen somebody get let go? I go, yeah, it sucks. It's a Friday, and a guy from our North Carolina office gets let go, and he's walking out carrying a box, and he crosses paths with my buddy, former San Diego guy who loves Will Myers, and is there in North Carolina, and my friend looks at this guy and goes, hey, you out of here, bud? (laughs) And the guy looks at him and goes, yeah, apparently. All right, well, have a great weekend. Jesus Christ. I swear to God, fuck, Dave, I almost fell out of the chair. And now I got two guys on my team, uh, three new guys, Jason, Mike, and Nick, that have never met my former staff member. And they just think it's the great. He's the (laughs) nicest guy in the world. You're being walked out by, you know, an upper management person. You're carrying a box. And my pal goes, hey. You out of here, bud? <laughs> Holy shit. I love him. If he hears this show, I fucking miss you because he might be a Patreon subscriber oh, awesome. too. Fuck it. Hey, dude. It's the best laugh ever. <laughs> All right. Here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? I thought we were doing the show yesterday, so I did March 30th and then I feel like fine. fixing it. Here we go. Celine Dion. Oh, would you do her? You know what? I'm not a fan. I would not. How's that? Well, That's one of those I wouldn't. All right. Celine Dion. And she's with that old guy that. Yeah. Up, but no, I would not. Let's say she's. Would uh, you throw one? Uh, sure. Just to say you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that she can speak French too. I feel like that ups my game a little bit. Would you want her speaking French to you while yes. you're doing it? Because that way, yes. It's a language of love. Fuck. Have you learned anything on this show? Um, I'm going to say she's uh, 57. 53. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Sorry, that chance. she's not listening. She might be. Are you apologizing to her? Uh, dude, $300 million. $800 million. God damn. Yeah, $800 million. Wow. Here's a guy that's one of my least... A lot of the guys I don't like on here. Um, Pierce yeah. Morgan. I'm not a fan at all. No. He, he like uh, We need Rob Riggle to tell him he has a very yes, punchable face. Exactly. Pierce Morgan is 64. 56. God, I am so disrespectful. <laughs> I think he's worth some dough, dude. I'm going to say $150 million. Try $20 million. That's it? That's what it says. $20 million. God damn. Okay, this one you're going to miss too, but you're going to miss uh, You're gonna miss low. Okay. MC Hammer. MC Hammer is 56. He is 59. Damn. Uh, $25 million. Holy shit, I thought you were going to go $200,000. <laughs> 
No, two million dollars. He had seventy million and lost it all. Spent it all. On that his bums buddies. me out. Yeah. He seems like a very likable guy. Yeah, but he he got crazy. Shit. Started taking care of everybody. Two million dollars oh, is what he's worth. Yep. Remind me. I'm gonna say this on there, even though no one else understands. I got to show you something on TV when before you leave. Okay. That's okay. put on the DVR. I got to ask: Is it somebody that you and I knew very well that made a guest appearance on a TV show? I stopped it, but anyway, okay. I had yeah. to say it out loud because I can't remember shit. All right, that's fine. All right, here's another guy I don't like: Mark Consuelos. <laughs> Who do you like least, Mark or Kelly? You know what's funny? When Kelly first started, I liked Kelly. Yeah. And now I hate Kelly. I see. I think I like Mark. I think the I think the momentum swung. I think Mark would be cool. I think Kelly would wear you out. Uh, Consuelos is uh, 51. 50 years old, exactly. All right. Uh, 17 million. $40 million. But how much of that is Kelly's money? It's not. Kelly's money is 120. How did Mark make all his money? He must have been a producer or something. He, oh, that um, She's worth $120 million. Wow. I looked up. All right. The last one you're going to like. Eric Clapton. Oh, I like Clapton a lot. Man, I tell you, man. Tears in heaven. Holy shit. How he could write that song. How he could do that song. Incredible. I'm going to say he's uh, 74. 76. And I'm going to say $200 million. $250 million. Wow. Nice. There you go. Five random questions. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather have a daughter who is a porn star or a daughter who's a longtime stripper? I don't, sorry. A porn star does one porn or a longtime stripper. Huh. That's interesting. I've been holding on to that question for two weeks. <laughs> I'm going to say a stripper because there's less of a chance of my buddies seeing her. Yeah, I'm with And you. more importantly, there's less of a chance of me seeing her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that says about you, but okay. <laughs> I'm with you, though. I take yeah. the strip over the porn star. Yeah. Or the one that did one porn. Here we go. Now, hang on. Yeah. If she's working at like... Uh, you know, Jumbo's clown room? Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. It's pretty bad. But yeah. Or wherever I was in Palm Springs on Thanksgiving that day, yeah. it's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, if she's working the Tuesday afternoon shift, goddamn, you're tarnishing the family legacy. What if she did one movie where she got stuck in the dryer? <laughs> yeah, I don't like that either. That doesn't Which sound. is so crazy to me that that's a thing. That's so weird. That, that, that's a fetish. That's creepy. Yeah, and it's always funny how as soon as the guy is done, she gets out of the dryer. That's so weird. <laughs> oh, I figured I can get my arm out now. It's Ouch. Weird. All right, here we go. Okay. Have you ever left the house and forgot to put deodorant on? Oh, yeah. My son Jack's done it about <laughs> 774 <laughs> straight days. Cal Ripken Jr. God damn. Fuck. It's just that stench. Like, <laughs> like fuck, is that roadkill? Oh, Oh, hello, teenager. <laughs> yeah. That is my biggest fear. It's bad. It's my biggest fear. It's the first thing I do as soon as I get out of the shower. You have to. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. That's always my thing. All right. When is the last time you threw up? Oh. That's interesting. I honestly don't know. Really? Yeah, I honestly don't know. You like, want a guy that throws up? Me neither. No. Yeah, it's always tequila for me, but for me neither. Yeah, not anything from. Uh, no, not any and and shit. If you're like that, when's the yeah. last time alcohol? God damn, twenty five years. Yeah, gotta be. I'm, no, I mean maybe from like the flu, but 
even that, I haven't. I don't know. I've been drunk where I wish I would throw up, but yeah, I couldn't. of course. You know, yeah, the, the, we've the, all had that. Where the, nothing's worse than the spins. Oh, because you're like, I just want to go to sleep, but am I going? Yeah, but, I'm, but, but like, am I going to throw up? Do I have vertigo? <laughs> Fuck's going on? <laughs> I never realized I just got off the teacups. Yeah, yes, that's, that's the worst. Um, I honestly don't remember. That's funny. I hadn't thought about that one. All right, here we go. Well, since baseball season starts tomorrow, we're going to go okay. to Padre questions. Sure. Which Padres player will surprise you in 2021? Boy, I hope it's Tommy Pham. I'm going to say I hope it's Tommy Pham because it was so exciting for Padre fans when yeah. he got here. That was a big trade that they went and got. Um, man, if you asked me this on Sunday night, I probably would have said Paddock. But I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Pham. Gonna go fam. I'm because gonna- I think I think Dave on this show, our bar for him is so low. Yeah. And if he can come out and be a special player like he's shown ways of doing in the past, then I think it's good. And then I'll I'll say uh the my second guy, I'll give you one position player and one uh pitcher. I'm gonna say uh say that kid that they got from the Pirates. I always mispronounce his name, but the reliever. Keller? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the guy him. that went to high school with Paul. Yeah, yeah. I'll take I'll take him as my reliever. I think I loved that guy. Yeah. when he played for the Pirates, and it wouldn't shock me if he, uh, at some point of the year, steals the closer job away from Pagano oh, wow. or Melanson. But those would be my two guys. Who do you got? I'm going uh, Musgrove. Is my guy? Oh, I like that. I think Musgrove is, and, and just as I ripped him at the beginning of the thing, just because he hadn't gone more than four innings consistently because he hasn't had any offense. He hasn't yeah. anyone to basically make his being starts here, any easier. Being here, being a part of that, like yeah. he seems like a guy where where that that would fit yeah. his personality. And I like him. As I said before, yeah. watching him play in high school. Josh and him used to work out when he got first got drafted by the Blue Jays. He used to work out together. Like All right. Um, who will lead the Padres in safes? Mm. That one's really good. Even though I just said he's my go-to guy, I'm going to take Pagan. Are you? Yeah, who are you taking? I'm going Pomerantz. In saves? I'm going to go Pomerantz. I, 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 and I, I don't like the way they have it set up. I know they have Melanson and all this shit. I just I don't like the way they have it set up. Wow. I wish they had the, the one go-to guy right now. Yeah, I'll take Pagan. I think Pagan, that's why they got him from Tampa is because he had saved yeah. whatever 20, 27 games. Uh, I'll take Pagan. All right, good deal. So we'll see you to be determined if you'll have Either another tomorrow, show tomorrow. You have nothing going Friday, right? Nope, nothing going on Friday. All right, so if we don't see you tomorrow night, we'll see you Friday for sure. Okay, we'll see see you.